This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Jody Mack here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate you tuning in on this Sunday get-together. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket can. All right, my next guest is someone that I've been looking up to for a long time. He's been good enough to come on my shows for like the past 25, 30 years. Uh, he's been around and been a big part of the world of sports, a couple different sports as a matter of fact. Uh, certainly most well known for his uh, executive work in the NBA, former GM of the Bulls, the Hawks, the Sixers, and the Magic, and prolific author Pat Williams joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. Pat, how are you doing these days? Jody, it's nice to catch up with you. Thanks for the, the call. Looking forward to our chat. Uh, we're very much looking forward to hearing from you, and I do want to talk about your new, new book, Revolutionary Leadership, in just a second. But I need to start with this question. Which number is greater? The number of books that Pat Williams has either written or co-written or the amount of adopted children you have? <laughs> Well, Jody, the book that went out, this latest book that is just out is uh, uh, book number 117, believe oh. it or not. It, we, stopped, we stopped with 19 children, uh, four, <laughs> 14 of which we adopted from other countries. And, uh, and now we're, kind of, we're in the grandchildren business full time. We're at 19 grandkids, but uh, the, the books have won out uh, big time. That's, uh, I didn't know you were over a hundred. I thought, I thought it was actually going to be pretty close. I would have taken books, so I would have won the bet, but I would have thought that it was a heck of a lot closer. <laughs> All right. Then give us the deal on this latest one, which I'm very interested in. I haven't had a chance to read the book yet, but I do know what it's all about. Revolutionary leadership. It's kind of tying history into sports all through the guise of leadership. How did you come up with such an idea? Well, Jody, everything rises and falls on leadership. It always has. It always will. It'll always be a topic of great interest and discussion in our country. So in this particular book, we began to look at how our country started. And we came to the conclusion that if it was not for the bold, courageous leadership of a group of men and women uh, back in that period of time, uh, we would not have a country today. And so we looked at we look at 25 different leaders, uh, men and women, some very famous, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John and Samuel Adams, etc. But the others are not as well known. But without their leadership, uh, our country never would have come about. And uh, so I think that uh, the people are going to come away inspired and they're going to be informed. 
and they're going to have a new, whole new appreciation about how the United States of America even came into existence. All right. Give us one of the not so well-known ones and do a nice little paragraph or two synopsis. I know we don't have time for you to give us all the information I'm sure you put together on all of these individuals. But give us one that, yes, John Q. Public wouldn't recognize when you first threw the name out there. Uh, well, let, let's uh, let's go with Henry Knox. Uh, Henry Knox was a, a bookseller in Boston, very young guy, and uh, he volunteered and hooked up with George Washington when Washington, the war started in Boston. And Henry Knox's greatest contribution was there was a whole arsenal of weaponry up in Fort Ticonderoga uh, that they, they, that our troops, our guys had, had uh, gotten with a big win up there. But it was sitting up there, you know, a long way off from Boston. And, and the British were starting the war. Things were looking negative. And Henry Knox led a brigade that went up there and then lugged his heavy equipment in the dead of winter from Fort Ticonderoga up in New York, New York State, uh, down to Boston. And then it was set up on the heights of Boston. The British saw it and said, uh-oh, we're out of here. And they made a settlement and left and went to New York, where it was a different story. But there was no, no uh, war. There was no fighting in Boston because the British saw how hopeless that it was. And it was all because of this, this Henry Knox. So he, he stayed with Washington through the war. He later was in Washington's cabinet when Washington became the president. But Henry Knox, uh, to me, is a real American hero and uh, one that I greatly admire. That's a fun story. That's why we have Pat Williams on jo- joining us here on CBS Sports Radio. All right. How do you tie leadership that our country needed when we got our feet off the ground way back when many years ago and decided we needed to stand on our own to the leadership you saw in your many years in sports? First in baseball, you as a baseball, minor league baseball player, and then getting into the NBA and becoming a, an executive. You certainly were a leader who are some of the best leaders you surrounded yourself with? Well, I was very fortunate at the start of my career. Uh, Dr. Jack Ramsey hired me in Philadelphia, Jody, in 1968. I was 28 years old, and uh, he brought me to Philadelphia. He was the general manager and then uh, was going to become uh, became the coach as well. Uh, so I was very fortunate to start my NBA career under his tutelage. As the years went on, uh, I was uh, able to be around other uh, interesting and fascinating leaders. Uh, I would have to point out Chuck Daly, uh, who was an assistant in Philly and then became the head coach in Orlando later on. There was a reason Chuck was named to coach the Dream Team in 1992, because he had an amazing ability uh, to work with people, get along with people. Uh, I looked at Chuck Daly uh, frequently for leadership skills. And then one other thing I would mention, uh, 30, well, over 30 years ago, uh, Rich DeVos, uh, the co-founder of the Amway organization, uh, purchased the Orlando Magic. And I was very fortunate <clears throat> to, to be in his, um, in his sphere of influence, Jody, for, well, 30 years until his passing. Uh, but Rich DeVos was a powerful leader in a, in a very quiet, loving way. And uh, I came away so enriched by being around him. 
since you brought up Rich, I was planning on asking you about the Orlando Magic. Let me go there now. Uh, certainly during your days, the Shaq and Penny days, the Orlando Magic were a very relevant NBA franchise, a team with shots to actually win a championship and have a parade. It's been a while since. Uh, they have been lottery-bound altogether too often, and they've made the playoffs, and they haven't advanced very far what does that Orlando franchise need right now to become NBA relevant again? Well, probably uh, winning another draft lottery would, would certainly help. And uh, coming away with the first pick in the draft, uh, that, that would be uh, – there, there's no Shaq in this draft, Jody. Uh, there's no LeBron in this draft. But there are, there are a, a handful of some very, very good players. Uh, the Magic need one of them. And so I think in answer to your question, uh, uh, the right bounce of the ping pong balls uh, later on in June would be probably the best thing that could happen to this franchise. All right. You're doing an excellent job of leading me into questions I want to ask. You mentioned uh, LeBron James. You and I have been around long enough. You slightly longer than me. I saw Wilt at the very end of his career as a member of the Lakers. I can't honestly remember, say I remember seeing him play as a sixer. I know you can. Uh, The debate will continue to rage forever. It comes up uh, every once in a while here on my show, the greatest of all time. For me, it's a three-way conversation. It is either Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, or LeBron James. It was Wilt for me until Michael came along, and then Michael took the crown. And now I think it's a legitimate conversation between Michael and LeBron. Personally, I still think Michael's number one, but LeBron's making inroads. Are those the three greatest players of all time, in your opinion? Jody, it's hard to argue with that. Um, I think uh, in those discussions about the greatest of all time, I, I, uh, I, I like to put the uh, centers in a different category. Uh, in, in the Michael-LeBron debate, I've got to go with Michael. Uh, there was nobody quite like him. <clears throat> he, uh, he put the game on, its, on his shoulders and then on the, on the worldwide map. But you've got to go back when Wilt came into the league in 1960 and, and began to do things that uh, were just unimaginable. And when you go check the record books and look at Wilt's records and his stats, you just shake your head in disbelief that this man could have done what he did. So uh, I, I, I put Michael uh, in the ordinary size people. And then, and then you've got to put Wilt on the other side. There's never been anybody like him. You are not the only one who says you need to separate out the centers. And it, it's certainly understandable in a general conversation about the history of the NBA, but very much so in the conversation today because there just isn't that many big dominant centers left. Some of them do stand out. Shoot, one of them may get the MVP in Jokic, and a center may actually run second in Joel Embiid in the conversation. But the NBA game has certainly changed. The three-point shot has become such a huge part of it. You've been around long enough to see when Wilt dominated the game to the NBA game of today, where even centers are stepping out and shooting threes like Jokic and like Embiid. Is the NBA three-point shot a good thing for the league or a bad thing for the league? Oh, I think it is. I think it's like, uh, you know, a, a grand slam home run. It gets crowds going. It, uh, it, it It's an important part of the game. It's been around a long time now, Jody. It's not going anywhere. And uh, the game today is, 
well, these athletes are, are so gifted and so talented and they get bigger and stronger and, uh, you know, more, uh, more skilled as the years go on. I don't know where it's all going to end. Uh, but I came into the league in 1968, and the players we see today are, are uh, you know, head and shoulders talent-wise, you know, beyond what we had back then. But uh, the important thing, Jody, the world, the game has become a worldwide sport. Uh, we've got over 100 players in the league this year who came from other countries. <clears throat> and now, I'll tell you the most interesting thing going on, is this professional league that's getting started up in Africa. And and some NBA players have gotten behind it. The commissioner is behind it. It's uh, going to be absolutely intriguing. Uh, what depth of talent is coming out of the, the nation of Africa? So this, this game continues to grow. It continues to get better. And uh, it becomes uh, just a worldwide attraction as far as I can see. Yeah, it surely is a global game these days. That's for darn sure. All right, I mentioned some of your uh, stops as an NBA executive, one of which was in Philadelphia, your hometown where you were born and raised, with the 76ers when they won the championship back in 1983. It's been a while since drinks of water for the 76er faithful, as in hasn't happened since 1983. Yeah, they're up 2 nothing already in the first series. They're playing dynamite basketball. They got the best record in the East this year, which means the records got the East has to go through the Wells Fargo Center in Philly. Is this team a legitimate championship contender in your eyes? Oh, I think so, Jody. You know, you look at who they might match up with. Uh, they can they can play with Milwaukee, definitely. Uh, they can play with uh, with Brooklyn. They can play with Atlanta or New York. Uh, so this is a team that's very capable of going to the finals. They've got to stay healthy, of course. Doc Rivers is a superb coach. Uh, they've got the big man. Ben Simmons is a very talented guy, as we know. Tobias Harris has come into his own as a, a legitimate star. They've got depth. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting in the East. I think we're going to see some tremendous series as we get a little deeper into the playoffs. But, uh, yes, this Philly team is very capable of getting to the finals. And uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that point. If they get to the finals, anything could happen. But uh, that would set the city of Philadelphia absolutely in flames. You know, they're such a rabid group of fans there, as you know, and uh, love sports, and uh, they love that basketball team. They might have to get Pat Williams to come back up and ring the bell for one of those games <laughs> in the NBA Finals. Uh, author of Revolutionary Leadership, his newest book, already passed the century mark in books, but his newest one, Revolutionary Leadership, will be on uh, your better bookstores uh, coming shortly. All right, last thing, I want to go full circle back to leadership. I asked you about some of the great leaders that you had working under you that you were able to surround yourself with, and you gave me a couple of the all-time greatest coaches in the history of the NBA. Yeah, understandably so. How about on the floor? And again, the game has changed. You and I go back to when the point guard truly was the leader, that he ran the show, that he dictated almost everything. That is not really the case in the NBA anymore. So leadership has to be shared by everyone. But over your long career, who's the best on-floor leader you ever were associated with? Jody, it would uh, it would have to be Jerry Sloan. Uh, when I got to Chicago as the 29-year-old GM of the Bulls in 1969, Jerry Sloan was there. He'd already become Mr. Bull. Uh, but in my four years there, I, I was so indebted to Jerry. He was a coach on the floor. 
Uh, he was a guy you could talk to about basketball quietly off the record. Uh, he just was a gritty, gritty competitor. Uh, never took a playoff, never took a night off. And you knew then that he had great coaching potential. Well, we know what happened when he got to Utah after a stop in Chicago. Uh, he, he just, for what, for better part of 20 years, uh, he led that franchise, and uh, he would have to be uh, the number one in that regard. Number two would be Scott Skiles. Uh, we took him in expansion uh, in 1989, and he was a coach on the floor. He went on and coached four NBA teams, uh, never got uh, you know to the championship rounds, but uh, you knew it uh, when you saw Scott Skiles play. And he was a true point guard. Jerry was a two guard, but uh, Scott was a leader on the floor, and you knew he had coach written all over him. All right, let me see if I can impress you to show you I'm not as old as I may sound on the radio, you and I both. Uh, that Jerry Sloan-led Bulls team, sharing the backcourt with him, Norm Van Leer. Yes, at the got fo- it. At the forwards, Chet the Jet Walker, formerly of the Sixers and uh, the Warriors, and Bob Butter being love. Yes. And in, and in the middle, big Tom Borwinkle. Jody, I'm very, very impressed. <laughs> uh, Chet, Chet and Bob Love are still living. Uh, Chet is uh, is now 81 years old. Uh, uh, Tom Borwinkle has passed away, and we lost Jerry Sloan this year, and Norm Van Leer passed away a few years ago. But that was a tough, hard-nosed team. Dick Mata was our coach. Uh, they played hard every night. And uh, here's, a, here's a little tidbit for you. Uh, some years ago, I was working on a book, uh, the greatest lists of different categories in pro basketball, the greatest passer of all time. And I asked Matty Gukas, uh, who played with all those guys, I said, Matty, I want you to put that list in order, uh, one through ten, the greatest passers in NBA history. And and uh, Matty, who has seen basketball since 1946, guess who his number one passer was? It was not Bob Cousy. It was not Magic Johnson. Oh, see, I was going Magic. It was Tom Borwinkle. Really? Who who Matty played with in Chicago. And, and Matty, to this day, would tell you he, he thought the greatest passer in the history of pro basketball was big Tom Borwinkle, our center. And uh, very, very interesting. As a wee lad, I remember those games between the Bulls and that Nick team with Barnett, Frazier, Monroe. Oh. Yeah, those were some wars between those two teams. I appreciated yep. them when I was a little one. I've been appreciating this guy, Pat Williams, for decades as well. His new book, Revolutionary Leadership, is something you want to get if you're a sports fan, if you're an American history fan. Mr. Williams blends those two things together quite nicely. Pat, always a pleasure to catch up, and I do hope to see you in Philadelphia before the year is out because I think the Sixers are going to the NBA Finals. Jody, that sounds terrific, and I know uh... – uh, my homeboys <laughs> will be thrilled if that happens, but I'm always happy to hook up with you, Jody, and thanks for thinking of me. My pleasure. That is Pat Williams, former NBA executive and author, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. I right, Jody Mack hanging out with you. Let's get the phones restoked. Good time to talk some NBA if you so are uh, moved. 855-212-4227. Get you on with Jody Mack on CBS Sports Radio. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.